The Discover College Soccer Podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Enzo from North Central College up in Illinois. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I think I've been in Naperville once in my life, I think for a wedding, but, uh, <laughs> but a nice, it's a yeah, nice place. Your, your temperatures are definitely better than mine are down here in Florida here at the uh, end of July, but, uh, but it's neither here nor there. So you're just a couple weeks away from, from preseason, I'm guessing. And, uh, you guys had an amazing run last year. So, uh, what, kind of uh what what was your year like in terms of recruiting what what's kind of your normal calendar uh you know let's let's say we're looking at the class of 24 now i'm guessing kind of what is your normal recruiting situation yeah we've been done we've been done with the 23s for a while now and it's a pretty large uh recruiting class we're trying to build up a roster uh since uh we, we carry two teams basically um you know uh first team and and a reserve squad um so now we're looking and we have been looking mainly at 24s uh but the 24 recruiting class is going to be much uh smaller uh we're losing very few players so yeah this last this past season has been great but i would say the, the past two seasons so right after covid uh 21 and uh, 22 have been uh two uh pretty uh pretty good seasons you know we lost basically only ones in uh, uh, regular season uh, games and uh, twice in the NCAA tournament, you know, made uh, uh, some strides. Um, 2019 was my first season here and, uh, you know, trying to get my my feet wet and, uh, you know, bring, you know, kind of hard to bring my own recruits since I was hardly in uh, in uh, March. Uh, we had a pretty good run, but then we had COVID, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, kind of stopped a little bit what we were doing, but the recruiting didn't, didn't stop and uh, it kind of gave us a chance to uh, to do a few other things, you know, the NCA allowed us to train uh, much more than we normally normally do. So we just trained and played some scrimmages, but it really helped uh, cement the group, and uh, and uh, I think the results uh, showed. So uh, yeah, we're getting ready for uh, our, uh, our our new season here, twenty three, and uh, we got two weeks away. Kids are coming on the six on the sixteenth of August. Eighteen uh, is gonna be our first day on the field, and uh, we're very excited. Um, you know, we had a very good spring season, um, worked on a bunch of things. And uh, we also had a chance to travel uh, overseas uh, in March. Uh, we went to uh, to Italy and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it was great. You know, it's it's a great chance to, to, to give the kids, a, a, you know, a great cultural experience, but also a way to, uh, uh, you know, to bond uh, even more as a team and uh, uh, so yeah, now I know the kids, uh, they're all working hard in the off season. They're all excited about, uh, the new season. Um, yeah, we, we lost only that one game, uh, but it was enough to leave a sour, uh, taste in our mouth. So, you know, kids are eager to get back on the field and, uh, uh hopefully build on the success we've had. Uh, no, that's great. Recently. Well, I, I was going to guess if you went overseas, that it was Italy. That was just a wild <laughs> guess on my part, uh. You know, it, although I like to explore other parts of the world as well, so maybe, maybe sure. the next one is going to be somewhere else. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, <clears throat> one thing that's maybe 
slightly different about your roster is you do have some international players, which isn't as common at the division three level. Um, so what is your recruiting like on the international stage as well as do you look at the transfer portals at all? Does that come into play for you in any way? So uh, I like uh, a diverse uh, roster, uh, you know, just different states, different cultures. And I think the internationals bring a lot to the plate as well. And it's becoming more common now in D3 uh, to see uh, international players. It's It's happening more and more. Um, so in our conference, you know, there are, I would say, two or three teams that uh, also uh, recruit internationally um, pretty heavily. Um, so, you know, basically I established a relationship with a couple of agencies. And uh, if you looked at my roster, you know, you notice there are four Italians. <laughs> so I, I felt like there was a good connection to make because I am familiar with the leagues, you know, having played there. So if they tell me where they played, I understand uh you know if they they're good enough to play here or not while you know other other countries i'm not very familiar with the leagues so i'm not quite sure um you know if they can play at this level um level or not and you know the, the italians were last year they did pretty well you know uh, out of the four one was injured the whole season but the other three uh were all conference and uh, two of them were all region so uh we're continuing on that path so when i recruit um you know i i Went to Italy, uh, spent some time there, um, looking at the, some of the showcases over there. But we also attend uh, any other events um, in the country or even here locally. I mean, the Chicago land, it's a it's a hotbed for soccer, so there is a ton of clubs and high schools. Uh, so you don't have to travel that far uh, to to you know to recruit. But you know, we we attend uh, some of the major events. You know, I was in Dallas for the MLS Next event, and we're. Uh, my assistant was in North Carolina for the CNL uh, regional event, so we 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 like to expand. And you know, we got some kids next. We got some internationals. But we also have kids from California, kids from uh, Texas, kids from Michigan, from Iowa, from all over. So, so the makeup of the roster it's quite diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you guys do your own ID camps, or do you or your staff work other ID camps? How do they fit in? Yeah, yeah, we do both. Uh, we we attend a number of uh, uh, local D1 ID events and, and work uh, those events. And we also do two uh, ID events um, here in North Central College. One is going to be this coming Saturday, as a matter of fact. And uh, the other one is in the winter. Uh, we do one indoor. Um, so, and we, on purpose, we uh, charge very little and we also keep it very small. I mean, it's not a moneymaker. I know that there's a lot of a ton of ID camps out there and families could spend a fortune attending all of them. We want to make sure we give the kids a chance to show uh, you know their skills. Uh, we want to spend some time with them, which I think is very important in the recruiting process. You know, I mean, yeah, the first thing we look at is how good the kid is, uh, but then we want to see is the kid coachable, uh, does he have a good attitude, is a hard worker. And on the other hand, I always tell the recruits, I also want to give them a chance to see us uh, in action. Uh, so it's a chance for the recruits to come in and uh, and spend three four hours with uh, with the staff and, and meet some of the players who are working in the camp. So uh, it goes both ways, and uh, and uh, you know we we rely on that a lot. Okay, what well, do you attend uh, high school games? Do you have, you know, uh, are you talking with high school coaches, club coaches? How does the relationship with coaches 
obviously internationally yeah. you have those, but locally, yeah. how does that come into play with your recruiting? It, it is very important to establish a relationship. Uh, you know, high school games, we attend as much as we can. It is kind of hard because it's during our season. Uh, but again, as I said before, this area is a hotbed for soccer. So there is a lot of good high school games going on all the time. So one of our staff is always able to uh, to attend. Um, you know, also the high schools have a lot of uh, um, tournaments or uh, or uh, camps that they're doing nowadays over the summer where they invite college coaches and we attend those uh, as well. So we have a network uh, going with high school coaches, club coaches. Yes, it's very important. And uh, um Again, the, the relationship with the coaches is also important to know more about the kids. You know, I said before, yeah, we want to make sure the kid can play and is good enough, but we also want to make sure, you know, is this a good kid? Uh, is he going to fit our system? Is he going to fit our culture? Um, and, you know, talking to coaches and having, having a relationship with them really helps getting uh, the story of, uh, of the kids. You know? And then, of course, having them on campus and work with them, um, that really helps a lot as well. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. Um, you know, there's, you've been there three, three, four years now. And, my fifth year, yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've, you've got a good, uh, good handle on it. So what, what are some of the things you find are amazing about the schools, things that set it apart, maybe some things we wouldn't know even just by going through the website? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there are three things that are very important here. First, it's a good academic school. You know, academics are, 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 are good. And, um, Pretty high, ranked pretty high in the Midwest and and, and beyond, uh, and then the location, it's it's one of the prime uh, things. Because I mean, we're a small school. We're I think about twenty eight hundred students. So you know, you get all the benefits of a small uh, small school. You know, small class size, professors only. But we're downtown Naperville, which uh, you know, Naperville every year gets always one of the best places to live in the U.S. And so the kids, you know, go to class, get all the benefits of the small school, but then they step outside and they're downtown, uh, a nice area. So they're really, and gives them a feel of being, you know, not in the middle of nowhere, but in a, you know, in a bigger, uh, bigger area. Um, and then the, the tradition, the athletic tradition that the school has. I mean, the school has 43 national championships, um, you know, throughout the years. Uh, so it really adds, and and you know, I mean, those national championships put the North Central name on the map all over the country. You know, I mean, if you look at the uh, the national championships, it's mostly cross country, track and field. But lately, uh, you know, our football team has won two out of three in the last three years. Um, and uh, you know, and our conference, you know, CCIW, it's a it's a pretty tough conference, and our teams in every sport kind of are at the top uh, part of the of the conference. So. Uh, yeah, I would say these three elements, academic, the athletic, and the location, are what makes uh, North Central special. You know, also being 30 minutes from Chicago, 30 minutes from O'Hare, very easy to get here and get out of here. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned the academic component, obviously a, a very good school academically and, and good sports, as you mentioned, too. So, so how do your student-athletes really balance the demands of both a high level on the field and high level in the classroom and what support systems does a school offer to help them with that too? Yeah, a lot. I'd say the main thing is, you know, out of the close to 3000 students, one third are athletes. So our uh, faculty is used to have athletes in their, uh, in their classroom. Uh, that doesn't mean they cut them a break. Actually, they make it a little tougher on them, but there's a lot of cooperation between faculty and uh, and and coaches we work together um so um 
so there is a lot a lot of uh, uh, help that the kids get uh we have a ton of systems going on uh, in the athletics department we have a mentorship system uh every every program is got mentors we have a faculty uh, mentor who also meets who also meets with the players regularly uh, to go over uh, you know the demands and uh you know uh, how can you succeed uh, as a student athlete uh, you know it's not easy it's 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 tough especially for fall sports you know get freshmen who come in uh they have not much time to get adjusted to uh uh you know to the new uh to new life basically and they're thrown right away to the pit and and uh you know i mean for us especially you know kids come in on the 16 and we start classes a week later so there's not much time you know some of the schools start a little later so kids have a little more time so we start right away so you know we we we, we have uh lots of uh um you know faculty mentors who talk to the kids about how to manage your time you know how to uh find time to uh uh you know do everything you need to do uh, as a student athlete, you know, uh, homework, rest, uh, get your lunches, get your, your, your dinners, um, get your academic help, uh, get your mental help. You know, we, we stress a lot uh, uh, the mental part uh, of the game. I mean, it's easy to, to, to get here and just be overwhelmed by, by the, by the whole thing. So we, we, we help a lot. You know, we spend a lot of time also as a team to deal with these issues and then talk to the kids about, uh, you know, all these things. Okay. Uh, we also make sure the kids understand, you know, that make sure all your classes are done as early as possible in the day. So it leaves you time for the rest of the day uh, to do the other things. Well, that's going to be my next question is if, you know, let's pretend it's October and you're in the heart of the season here. Kind of walk me through what a typical week might look like for your players in terms of when our classes, practices, meals, what's the game cadence look like, that sort of thing. Yeah, so basically kids start a class as early as possible, 8 a.m. in the day. So, you know, get up early, get your breakfast, go to class. You know, nutrition is very important as well. We make sure the kids understand that, you know, they get their meals in, they get their rest in. Um, it's, it's a pretty a stressful season, you know, on the body and on the mind. So done with classes uh, as early as possible in the afternoon. Get some rest if you can. Get homework done if you can. And then we train. Uh, normally, uh, like from six o'clock to nine, six to nine p.m. That's our uh, uh, our uh, our training time. It's a three-hour block because I said before we have two teams. Basically, we have a, a first team and a reserves team, so we do ninety-minute blocks uh, and we alternate those. One week we have one team go six seven thirty. The following week we have the, the team do that. Um, so basically, our games in October. I would say the in October it, it is the in the thick of things, but things get a little more normalized because we finally just played conference uh, schedule. So games are only Wednesdays and Saturdays. So uh, you know by NCA rules, we have to give the kids a day off. Uh, that usually happens in October on Sunday regularly. So the Monday is the day that we go hard to prepare for our Wednesday game. Um, you know the Tuesday session. The day before a game, it's more like a um, a tactical session where we, you know, deal with prepare some uh, of the tactics for the game. Um, you know, that's a film day as well. Um, you know, either Monday or Tuesday. Um, then the Thursday, it's a recovery day. You know, uh, after the game, um, we might push some of the guys who did not play or played less a little harder. Uh, and then you're back into Friday where you're preparing for the Saturday's game. So a, a light session. Uh, with some film and uh, and uh, tactical tactics just to go over, and then Sunday we we rest. I would say the most stressful part for 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 our players it's September, because that's when we 
try to get all the non-conference games in and uh, try to fit them in as much as we can. So there are weeks where we play three games and, uh, you know, that's that's pretty rough. So that kind of helps having a, a good, healthy, you know, 24, 25 first team roster and, uh, and uh, you know, do some turnover, um, you know, and, uh, you know, our, 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 I believe at this point we have a pretty uh, balanced and, uh, and even roster where we have positions, you know, we got more than one player per position. So uh, the level does not drop and we can switch players, you know, and, you know, injuries happen, uh, you know, stuff happens. So, you know, in last year, last two years, that helped a lot. You know, last year, for example, we had uh, our our top forward coming in and he got hurt right away. He broke his collarbone. And so we had to put <clears throat> a, uh, a freshman there was also a top recruit, and he had the same uh, uh, freak as that, same kind of injury. He broke his collarbone as well. So we put a third player in, and he was good and strong enough to uh, to do the job. And uh, so, you know, depth in a roster uh, really helps. One thing I forgot to mention before, you asked me about the, uh, the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, I don't spend uh, a ton of time uh, looking at those, at those, you know, uh, look at the portal. Uh, occasionally, I go up and uh, and uh, I go I go in and uh, and take a look at it, and I might reach out to a couple of kids here and there, mostly from local schools. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't spend uh, too much on it. But we have every year a number of transfers that you know because of the success that we're having, you know they wanna they wanna come in and explore our, our school. No, that makes perfect sense. Well, let's let's continue on with with kind of the the season and then the soccer side of things you know i mean obviously you mentioned having the 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 reserve team too and so what is what is your total roster size that you're trying to hit each year yeah we're looking at like around 45 kids uh including four goalkeepers um so that will give you a 24 25 group two groups so 24 25 so you know, and and the roster, the the, the reserves roster team, uh, they play uh, 13, 14 games. So it's a lot of games they get to play, and uh, and that's also a very competitive group. So basically, that's meant for other freshmen. You know, I mean, other freshmen come in, they're good players, but they're not maybe physically ready. Uh, they're not quite up to par with the speed of play at the college level. You know, and in college, eighteen-year-old playing against maybe a twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven-year-old from from <laughs> a school, it makes a big difference. So they might need a little time uh, to develop, and uh, and uh, and that's why we give them all these games so they go and compete uh, with other schools. And uh, um, so, yeah, I would say about forty-five kids. That's uh, the size of the of the roster that we we try to keep every year. So then, what is the size of your staff to to manage both teams? Yes, yes. No, I am really happy. You know, I. I was uh, at a different institution for years where I never had the luxury of an assistant coach. Uh, I had to recruit some uh, uh, players that just graduated and, you know, volunteer their time or, uh, or uh, you know, give them uh, uh, enough to, <laughs> to buy a, a Big Mac or something. But, <laughs> but now, no, I'm really happy because we have a, a full-time assistant uh, and we just have a new, we just hired a new full-time assistant coming in. Uh, next week, and then I have a GA, um, so it's not basically not a full time position. And the GA, uh, I usually try to uh, to to recruit a GA who's a goalkeeper coach, so that he can spend uh, quality time with the goalkeepers. You know, we have four goalkeepers, maybe five. Uh, you know, they need attention, 
you know, from my past experiences, goalkeepers always can kind of get kind of neglected, uh, pushed aside. You know? So I want to make sure that we have uh, we have that. So we got everything covered. Uh, you know, it's the three of us uh, working together. But we also have a, a fourth who's a volunteer uh, coach, uh, and he's mostly working with data and uh, analytics. And uh, uh, so he's a numbers guy, does all that stuff. Um, so it's four of us basically, but three full time and one is a volunteer. And uh, and um, yeah, it's been working pretty well. I mean, we had another assistant who had to resign uh, recently for, for family reasons, uh, but I'm excited about the new one coming in and we work as a, as a unit. Uh, so even, even the goalkeeper coach, the GA, uh, he basically takes charge of the reserves team. Uh, the assistant works mainly with me and the reserves team. Um, so I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're a good team, um, you know, running good sessions and, uh, uh, discussing, uh, you know, what's, uh, uh, what's working, what's not working, you know, and, uh, I make sure I tell my students that they know that I'm not looking for a yes man, you know, I, I want to, you know, them to question and, and discuss and uh, try to find the best solution for any of the issues that would arise, uh, with our team. And, uh, I'm uh, pretty sure with the new assistant, things are going to just be as smooth because I've known him for years. So good, fine. good. Well, one of the things you just mentioned was data and analytics. So, w- what is it that you guys do with data and analytics? Are you filming games and practices, or using any of the GPS technology, or any of those yeah, kinds not, of things? What do you guys? I'm do? not big on the GPS thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm old, old, old style. I can tell who's running, who's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, numbers. Uh, so basically, we just invested, you know, in a, in a new Huddle camera, and uh, there's also new, a new uh, feature with Huddle. It's called Y Scout uh, that breaks everything down, and uh, and so we film uh, everything from uh, from uh, games, home and away, to practices. You know, I've it, it's it's uh, you know, video doesn't lie. Uh, I find it very helpful for kids, even at practice, when you tell the kids he's doing something wrong, he might question uh, but if you show the film you know there's no way out uh and we don't use it as a way to you know uh kind of a finger point but hey you know you did this wrong let's fix it and um it really helps and uh, and then uh you know the numbers and the data and the analytics it just helps a little bit with the uh, percentage and you know where are we losing the ball the most where are we winning the ball most where are we more effective you know um you know what what, what, what that, that really helps a lot because we present the kids uh, these numbers and uh you know it gives them something to think about so uh, yeah so i'm really excited about uh, this new camera that we got with huddle and uh, uh and use it as much as we can and uh and last year really helped you know we didn't do as many practices as we wanted to uh i wish we did but you know this year we'll do as much as we can okay awesome well more about you specifically, I guess, how, you know, you guys have had some, some great success these last few years. So how would you describe your style of coaching and the team style of play? Yeah, I would say <laughs> you should have somebody else, uh, you should ask somebody else's question, but I would say, you know, I'm a very demanding uh, coach. Once we step on the field, you know, I expect the kids to give me you know hundred percent or more uh, every single time. I push them as much as I can. Uh, I personally feel that if, a session there's no mistakes made i'm not pushing the guys hard enough so i want to make sure that i push them to the limit but the the always in a positive way you know i mean the kids are not gonna hear me you know screaming and yelling the whole time if they have mistakes and everything no i want to make sure they succeed 
through mistakes and uh, and uh, through challenges. So uh, I would say that's my style. I'm very passionate about the game. Uh, I would say I'm a maniac, but you know I I still watch a ton of soccer and uh, uh, not just uh, college soccer, but anything. And uh, um, our style of play reflects my passion. It reflects also our, our trainings. You know, our trainings are also uh, you know very detailed, and and we we like to play. You know, I like to enjoy uh, the product that we put out there. So, um, you know, we, 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 in general, you know, we like to build out of the back. We like to possess, but, you know, I also like my players to be very eclectic and, and change according to, uh, how the game is going or, you know, who we're playing, you know, based on the scouting we've done. Um, so, you know, we might play a bit more direct sometimes when, uh, when, uh, um, you know, the game requires us to do so. So, you know, we have, we have a game model. Uh, we have some basics that we like to, to go about. You know, my kids always hear me, uh, you know, maybe being Italian, defense is one of the, one of the things in my mind, but I'd rather win a game, a game one, zero, two, zero, than four, three, five, four. You know, I, uh, the, the one thing we take pride on is, uh, is not giving up goals. All right. So, uh, they always hear me you know, get behind the ball. So we lose the ball. Everybody knows that we work as a unit defensively. And they also know that we get the ball. The first thing we do, we look forward. And that doesn't mean we just dump it forward every time, but that's one of the concepts that we try to steal the guys. Uh, try, try to, you know, you win the ball before you get the ball, you know, speed of play, speed of thought. Your first option is forward. And if it's not there, we we, we go to option two or three. But uh, um, defense, you know, I would say in 2021, we... We had a number of uh, records that we beat defensively. Our, our our defensive unit was one of the best in the nation uh, for goals against. And uh, but again, it's not just the defense that the back four or or back five with the keeper. It's we defend as a unit, and we scored scored quite a number, you know, a good number of goals as well. Uh, so we're not just you know a defensive team, but we 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 like to go forward as well. No, that's great. Love it. Well, Coach, we've covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of different things, but uh, my my ending question is always, if you had one piece of advice, one nugget of information you'd love to give all parents, players, families going through the college recruiting process, what would that be? Yeah, I've heard this in some other uh, some of the podcasts you've done, but uh, to me, uh, one of the most important things, and you know, I coach club as well, it's uh, you know, make sure that you know when a kid is looking for a college. Don't just look at uh, you know the the, the school and uh, you got you gotta find the right fit, but you gotta find the right fit by spending time on campus. So don't just go once, uh, go more than once. Uh, go watch games. Uh, look at how the team behaves on the field, how the the coaching staff behaves on the sidelines. Meet the players. If you can spend a night, an overnight, that's awesome. So you can see what the kids do when they're not playing soccer. Um, you know you're gonna have to spend the next four years of your life. Uh, at this new place, so you want to make sure that uh, uh, you know all, all the boxes are checked and and it fits uh, what you're looking for in a school. Okay, so um, what the kids do when they're not playing college, when they're not playing uh, uh, soccer, it's it's very important. Um, and you know what kind of behavior the kids have on the field, and and the coach, you know, coach yells all the time on sidelines. Uh, kids are all control on the field. You want to make sure that you check uh, you check everything, uh, and of course. The other thing that I always tell the kids, academics, right? Uh, you know, our private schools can be pretty pricey. 
uh, but there is a ton of help that they can get. And one of them is is uh, academics. Uh, you have a good GPA, uh, our tuition gets cut in half. Uh, so they, they really have. So don't neglect your academics. Make sure that you know you take good classes, AP classes, and you, you just get your GPA as high as you can. Great advice, coach. Absolutely. Well, wish you the best of luck here in the fall. Hopefully you can just keep on uh, progressing in that NCAA tournament and uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on you this, uh, this fall. And if you're down in Bradenton doing any recruiting, give me a shout and we'll get together. All right, coach. Definitely do. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. Yep. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates. There's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.